You are listening to episode 42 of Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. We're three indie filmmakers talking mostly about movies and some other stuff. Scott Stafford's with us today. Say hi, Scott. Konnichiwa. And Todd Sheen. Hey, where were you last night? (laughs) And I'm Alan Martin. This is a uh, special Force Watch episode of Talk Hard, where we will review Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, forced upon us by last week's winner, Todd Sheen. So, let's get into it. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make the big star out of me. We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Hey, everybody. So who's ready to talk some Halloween 3? You guys excited? I am. I'm fired up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Let's do this. So let's review how we got here. So uh, Todd um, was closest to the... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of it got to force us to watch a movie in the spirit of the season. He chose Halloween three season of the witch, which is the only Halloween not featuring the protagonist, Michael Myers Um, released October. Oh my gosh. This is a mess already. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Todd. Well, I was going to say he, Michael Myers does make a short appearance in that. If you, uh, there's a scene where uh, the doctor is in the bar and he looks up on the TV and there's a movie trailer for the original Halloween. That comes mm. up, so. Boom. A little meta there. Um, a little extra. A little extra. So, uh, 1982, directed and written by Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, anybody want to take a crack at this plot? <laughs> How's that? Uh, Eight more days to Halloween. <laughs> I want to take a shot at it. Okay, let's go. Uh, when Harry Grimbridge is brutally murdered, uh, brutally hunted and killed, Horndog Doctor Dan Chalice and Ellie Grimbridge go on a search for answers that leads them to a mysterious novelty mask company and its owner, Connell Cochran. How's that? That's that's great, man. <laughs> and he's an Irish guy. Yeah, he's Irish. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know those Irish. So, uh, John Carpenter basically said when doing this movie, basically said, I'll put my name on it, but no, we're done with Michael Myers, correct? Right. That's what I read. What he wanted to do was he wanted, um, he thought after the first Halloween, look, there's no other story. I, I've told the story. That's it. There's nothing more. But it made a lot of money. And, of course, the you know, people are like, well, we, we need to, you know, the, the public wants Michael Myers back and we want to make money. So he agreed to do the, sequ- the sequel, which took place the same night. And then, you know, the, the sequel kind of wrapped itself up and wrapped the story up. But then it made a lot of money, too. And then everybody's like, well, we want to keep making them. And his idea was, I tell you what, I will make another Halloween movie. I'm going to be the producer on it. I'll do the music for it. Uh, but it's not going to feature Michael Myers. It's, and what his plan was is that he wanted to do a new Halloween movie each Halloween. And it would be called Halloween, for example, three, Season of the Witch. Um, and it would feature a different kind of horror tale uh, that revolved around the holiday. So that was the plan. 
And he thought, hey, this is a great idea. But I think at the time he didn't realize how big Michael Myers was or how big he was going to be. Uh, I mean, it was still this was I think uh, Halloween three came out in 82. So it was just it was still like four short years after Halloween, even though it had made a lot of money. Uh, the implications of how big Michael Myers would be over. I mean, even now, 40 year next year's the 40 40th anniversary of the, yeah. of the original movie which is crazy. Um, but the fact that, you know, wow, you know, he's still going strong. People want him, even though he's not been in a movie in close to 10 years, uh, that'll change next year. Yeah. I, I actually love that idea of doing an anthology and just doing different Halloween tales every Halloween. I think that would have been a cool idea. Yeah. I think where they screwed up was putting this in the lineage of Halloween movies. Right. Because people's expectations were, we're going to go see Mike Myers, Michael Myers. And right. You get in there and you see this. Um, yeah. If they did Halloween Tales or John Carpenter Presents Halloween Tales or something like yeah. that would have been, I think it would have went over gangbusters, honestly. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I think it would have. But, uh, you know, at the time, I guess he was like, you know, I think it was a combination of the people that put the money together for the first one. They didn't realize, you know, oh, we need to hang on to this Halloween name. Mm-hmm. This needs to be just, you know, Michael Myers, just, you know, just like Jason's and Friday the 13th. There's that's the only killer that's associated with that. Yeah. So we got to keep the Halloween name for that. And I guess probably the producers and the, you know, the executive producers at the time were like, yeah, let's just go with this Halloween three idea and didn't really think about that. And, you know, only only what, 35 years ago. Could you have done that where, you know, so many people would have gone to the movie thinking, mm, okay, well, right. it's a Halloween right. 3 movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and so many people did. I mean, it was funny. I knew about it. I knew that it wasn't – I knew Michael Myers wasn't in it because I I read Fangoria magazine. Yeah. And, you know, I would go out to Ferguson's Hallmark and hopefully, you know – get my magazine without being, you know, scolded. And then I'd get out and read it and I knew all this stuff. So I knew all this information, but a lot of people wouldn't. And so the next year rolls around and they, everybody goes out to see, you know, Halloween and what the heck's this? Yeah. Which is my reaction the first time I saw it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But let's be honest. It, uh, you know, that's part of the reason I, I, I sent you all, on this merry chase, and that was to. Uh, yeah, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Yeah, this the, it's coming. Hold on, patience. Uh, <laughs> this one it, it's got a it's got a tone that feels remarkably close to Halloween and Halloween Two. It's got that same kind of um, just kind of a eerie dark tone. Um, the music plays a big part in that because John Carpenter did the music for this one, like he did for the previous two movies, uh, synthesizer based, very electronic, very, and let's, Hey, Tommy Lee Wallace, let's give a shout out to Tommy Lee Wallace, the director okay. of Halloween three season of the witch, uh, born in Somerset, Kentucky, but then grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, with, uh, you know, in the same town as John Carpenter, uh, he actually followed John out to, uh, USC where they were both in school at the same time. I don't know if they were big friends in Bowling Green at the time, but they, you know, they kind of went out there. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, uh, directed, um, you know, Halloween three was his first, uh, motion picture that he directed. 
He also directed the sequel to Fright Night. Um, back, I guess it was 88 or something like that. Uh, he also directed the miniseries It. Um, so he has directed several movies, a lot of them, you know, sequels or, um, you know, in a series of movies, uh, or, or, you know, based on not a lot of original stuff. He, you know, the, it, the, it story, I thought he did really good with the, uh, 1990 TV miniseries. I thought he did a really good job with that. So good guy and a nice guy. I met Tommy, um, at, um, in Bowling Green. He came back when I was still, when I was going down to school there and he came in and uh, actually showed a couple of his films and then did Q&As after him. And I remember being, you know, uh, it was uh, it was a Q&A with uh, a, a intro to cinema class that I wasn't in. And I kind of crashed the screenings and, uh, you know, we watched the movies and I, I asked like 100 questions um, and felt pretty good about myself because I knew a lot of kind of insider knowledge that nobody else in there knew. And they, I know were calling me a geek and everything else. And that's okay. But, uh, good time. Good times. Scott would have loved these screenings. Oh, I bet. Oh man. Hey, that's a lot of, a lot of background info about how the movie got made. <laughs> got that right. <laughs> Let's jump into, should we get into the movie the itself? Movie itself. Nah, you just need to know how it was made and let's just <laughs> let them decide. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. So we open up with, uh, as, as Scott said, we open up with uh, good old Harry Grimbridge <laughs> running for his life. Uh, he is mortified. He's terrified. He's he's running from these these guys in these suits. I have to say, I, I kind of like this opening sequence. Like it, I, I thought it was, it had a good look and a good tone to it. Um, what'd you think? It reeled you in? I, it, it tried to. <laughs> it, it made an attempt okay um, yeah <laughs> yeah so he's running and and he gets uh gets attacked by the the guys in the uh the suits driven to the hospital where he starts screaming they're gonna kill us all yeah yeah one one the one guy that was trying to choke him uh kind of has a weird non-reaction when the car crushes him like as he's getting ready to crush him yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they take right, take Harry to the to the, or he goes to the hospital, where we meet uh, the horny doctor, Don. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Dan, uh, Doctor Dan, not not your typical antagonist, is he? No, and he gets busy right away by grabbing Agnes, the nurse's butt. Um, you kind of get a feel for who you're dealing with with Doctor Dan. Yeah. Uh, Dan goes all Weinstein up in the hospital. Um, hey, it was a different time, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? This movie uh, sure does keep you abreast of the day and time. Yeah, it does. It wants you to know. <laughs> it wants you to know exactly when, uh, how many, what you're dealing how much, with. How much time is left to Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> There's no making a mistake uh, where you are in the timeline. Oh goodness! So the guy, the student in the suit, comes in, kills old uh, Harry, and yeah. then goes out pretty gruesomely. I might add, pretty gruesomely. Well, yeah, um, by poking his eyes out, I, I feel like kinda. I don't know. Kind of grabbed the bridge of his nose and just yanked up. And somebody says later on in the movie that he pulled his skull apart. 
So, yeah, wow. which, which I didn't get from watching. And I don't know if I stopped and took a note, so I didn't see the whole thing, but I just thought he like, just basically poked his eyes out and the guy died. Cause he was yeah, like, Jim. I didn't see him pull a skull apart. <laughs> he, he did. He did. He did some skull crushing. <laughs> he jammed I mean, his I, thumbs in his eye holes for sure. And I was yeah. a little bit confused of why. I mean, Harry's a trooper. He didn't make a peep. Like he could no, have screamed. Yeah. But no, he was like, I'm going to ride this out. You know, he knew it was coming. He was on borrowed time and he just yeah. let it go. Yep. So then the, 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 the guy walks out of the hospital very nonchalantly and sets himself on fire in a car, which immediately explodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't buy that model of car. <laughs> yeah. It's a, if there is any open flame in this car, it is going to explode. Yeah, if you lit a, lit a cigarette in that car, it's over. <laughs> Game over. I think I think they were using that same model car in Cobra, weren't they? <laughs> they might have. <laughs> I think they might have been. I'd like to point out that unlike yeah, Cobra, uh, unlike Cobra, this is the least busy hospital in the world. There's like maybe three people in the whole hospital. Maybe, including the killer. <laughs> right, yeah. So Ellie comes in to identify her father's remains, and her and her and Don, uh, Doctor Don, decide they're going to solve this mystery on their own. Doctor Dan, Doctor Dan, sorry, Doctor Dan Chalice. Yeah. Um, and when I was doing some research on this, man, Tom Atkins gets a crap ton of praise online. Is he like a cult figure in these type of movies, Todd? He, he is. Yeah. He, this he did this movie, and the one that he's known for, he was also in The Fog. Uh, played uh, a lead character in The Fog, which was a great, great movie. Which great is role. the same setting. The, the small town in The Fog is the same small town in this movie, I read. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he was also in a, another great one, which is one I could have easily told you all to watch, and that's Night of the Creeps. Uh, that's a great movie with him playing just a excellent role as a uh, hard-boiled cop. <laughs> yeah, so... So he and uh, he and Ellie are going to take this case on themselves. Yeah. Hey, I've got a question. Let's take a time okay. out right here. Yeah. After okay. Ellie shows up, how long did it take either of you to say, "Oh no, like this"? It's not where we're headed, are we? <laughs> um, you know it's happening. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. If she came, if she came in at ten minutes and twenty five seconds, by ten minutes and thirty seconds, I was dreading what was what I knew was going to happen. What we were marching towards. Yeah. Okay. All right. Proceed. Yeah, because we've already set up what kind of man Danny is. By the way, Ellie Grimbridge uh, auditioned for Daryl Hannah's part in Blade Runner. Oh, really? I feel like if she got that, could have been, could have had a bigger career. Yeah. She was this close, man. She was this close. She was. Yeah. All right. So, um, so the the uh, manager of the motel explains to them that uh, our our villain Connell Cochran pretty much runs the whole town with an iron fist. Yeah. Uh, his company, the Silver Shamrock Novelties Company, um, <laughs> employs the whole the whole town. Like the whole town's based around them. They apparently have a hospital. We find out later in their in their factory, I guess is what we're led to believe, but they produce these wildly popular latex masks. Yeah. That we've seen a couple commercials for already with the music that we've, that we've been reproducing perfectly. Yeah. Um, And I think by this time we've, we've established, uh, doesn't, doesn't before this happens, uh, Dan, Dr. Dan goes home (laughs) to take his kids some masks. 
he goes home and he discovers that uh, his wife has bought. Uh, I think he brings home. Does he bring home like a crappy mask? And his yeah, wife he brings home some art of some some knockoff masks. Yeah, and they ain't having it. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically Ben Cooper masks. Right, yeah. right. And then yeah. the wife has already bought the good stuff, and they have they have the uh, silver shamrock mask. He also, Doctor Dan, before as he was leaving the hospital, had a smooch for the coroner lady. A little, yeah. little smooch for her, too. I mean, <laughs> Dan gets around. Uh, so when he goes to the bar, also, before he goes home, I think that's when uh, the Halloween commercial comes on again. And the bartender says, uh, asks him, don't you have any Halloween spirit? Because he, he doesn't like that commercial. Yeah, so they turn it on cartoons in the bar. Yeah. Um, I just like the the whole interaction he had with his, uh, I guess, his ex-wife and his kids. And uh-huh. you know at this point that he is a crappy dad and a deadbeat. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I wrote down at this point when he comes home and, and you know, and she's bought the masks, I wrote uh, in my notes, is this really a stupid plot about masks? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Yes, what you were in for. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. So, All right, so we're, uh, we're moving along. Um, the uh, There's a woman that goes next door. Uh, stop me if I'm moving ahead too far, because I've just kind of got a, a very vague outline. Yeah, so we we go to, like you said, they, they go to the, the town. He, uh, Ellie and um dr dan decide to to be makeshift detectives and figure mm-hmm. out what's what happened to their dad because they found out that he went to the uh silver shamrock um uh, <clears throat> factory so let's go to this town right they go to the town they poses ch- a couple of course they, they do and he says my wife and i'm like uh, <laughs> no yeah this is it's happening and uh <laughs> so they check in and yeah, I mean, and this is so. Look, they get to the town, they check in the motel, and this before they ever go anywhere or do any investigation, they go inside their hotel and immediately. And I've mm-hmm. got ooh written on my notes. Um, yeah, she says. Uh, he asks her because Doctor Dan, if if nothing else, is always a gentleman. Oh boy. <laughs> asks her uh, where if he should get another room and she's like what are you talking about and he's like well I mean I mean maybe I should sleep in the car because I didn't know uh, yeah right right yeah and she says (laughs) where do you want to sleep Dr. Dan Uh, or where do you want to sleep doctor and then he says that's a very dumb question Miss Grimbridge good gracious kiss Right then, lays one on her, and it was yeah. I I I was making an audible, just uh, no, just ooh, ooh. Yeah, I watched it with uh, Christy and Colton, and all three of us went uh, (laughs) all at the same time. Yeah. By the way, Tom Atkins is fifty-two years old uh, (laughs) at this at the recording of this movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and old Ellie Grimbridge is a very young-looking, by the way, twenty-three years old i mean she looks she looks 18 if she looks you know a day how Uh, excited was atkins for every day of shooting this movie (laughs) uh man 
Ugh, it was bad. Especially the hotel. So they find out that that uh, her dad has been, like, they look at the registry, they find out yeah. he's been in his hotel. So then they're like, okay, we're staying here. Um, as they're there, they they encounter a few more characters. A uh, hobo. A hobo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Buddy Kupfer, uh, how do you say his name? And his family? Yeah, yeah. Buddy, Betty, and Little Buddy. Oh, uh, man, Little Buddy. Yeah, poor little buddy. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> He's so they have buddies. Uh, buddies sold more masks than anybody, uh, mm. and so he's been invited to come to the uh, come to some kind of uh, tour yeah. of the of the Silver Shamrock uh, factory, which nobody gets to do. I guess it's sort of like the Willy Wonka of and the the, the chocolate factory of of uh, latex mask factories. Yeah, and also uh, Marge Gutman. Checks in and she's going to stay next door. Yeah. Um. So gu- she finds a microchip, like she she has a mask, like everybody does. Sets it down. the The little uh, silver shamrock name tag or the little tag falls off. She picks it up and figures out it's a microchip, and she like hits it with a hairpin or something, right? She starts picking at it. Yeah. Yeah, with a hairpin, and then all of a sudden her face gets lasered. <laughs> it sure does, big time. <laughs> like it lasered by the by the microchip. <laughs> yeah, didn't know that was a capability of microchips, but uh, it really f- lights her up. I have to say that part caught me off guard more than any other part of the movie. Yeah, it's just a straight blue laser entering her face. <laughs> yeah, from the Halloween mask microchip. And we were just getting to know Marge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Marge. So, like her face, kind of melts away and spiders start coming out of it uh yeah like like one giant like uh ant yeah yeah something yeah like a big giant ant some bug is somehow formed by this laser (laughs) or she was or she had it in her mouth the whole time and we didn't know we we don't know we don't know what was going on yeah yeah it was crazy um so uh the uh they they hear her um Doctor Dan and Ellie hear her. They call the amu- uh, They call the police or the ambulance or whatever. And I, I, this is, by the way, uh, they hear that happen after they've got it on <laughs> for a second time. <laughs> after they've consummated the fake marriage. Yeah, <laughs> which I yeah, uh, I believe is the, maybe the second time they've done it. And she says, mm, uh, which was real nice. But like <laughs> Scott is very focused on the intimacy between these two and is going to note every time. That it comes <laughs> There's no doubt because it was gross and it was completely distracting to me. <laughs> uh, by the way, after the second time they've done it, uh, Dr. Dan says, wait, how old are you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> second time. Second time, and then he... I guess I better check and make sure this is okay now. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, Doctor Dan! Yeah, and old Ellie says, "Relax, I'm older than I look." <laughs> Gag, gag. So she never answers. So it still could be in question. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And as young as she looks, like 23 was the age of the actress. Like I've got a feeling, you know. Ellie Grimbridge, you know, is pushing, you know, 19, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably dependent on what state you're in as to whether this is legal or not. Yeah. Um, 
So they take her like the the lab. These guys in lab coats show up in an ambulance and they're taking her. And, and Ellie and Doctor Dan are questioning, like, "I'll go with her. I'm a doctor." And it's like, "No, we got it covered. We'll just take her to the factory. We're taking her to the factory. Everything's in the factory." Which made me think, is there a hospital in the factory, or what are we getting at here? Mm. Um. So the next morning, uh, after after Marge got laser faced, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ellie and uh, laser face. Ellie and Doctor Dan go to the to tour the factory with the with the buddy and little buddy. And he puts in a call to his side piece at the hospital, um, right? The coroner lady, and by the way, sets up a date with her, <laughs> which I like a lot. <laughs> She's, oh my gosh! She says she'll get him the info he wants about the about the guy that died in the car if if she'll buy him dinner, and he says. I'm always ready for dinner with you, <laughs> Doctor Dan Coxsmith. Also, the only thing, that <laughs> the only like the only time we really see the hobo who we're introduced yeah. to in this little town is because Doctor Dan is getting liquored up with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, the, the hobo gets his head ripped off by uh, by Robot Man, and uh, right. also doesn't scream. I mean, yeah. I find that yeah. very interesting. The lack yeah. of screaming in this movie. He, These are men. Men's, they, they die like men. In this movie. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> I mean, if I'm getting my head pulled off my torso, I'm going to let people know about it. But nope. So uh, Connell Cochran has given everybody a tour through this factory, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, is is actually the the Don Post factory, right, Todd? It is. It's the Don Post Mask Factory, which uh, I guess is still in operation. Uh, created many, many great, uh, horrific, and fun masks for all the children of the, the world. And those two masks that are in the movie that aren't the jack-o'-lantern, the witch and the skeleton, those were already masks that they... All three. And then they made the jack-o'-lantern for the movie, correct? Like they did put out mass production, but I think that that they didn't that wasn't in their line until this movie. Right. And they called them the Halloween three. Hey, there you go. And so and there's three masks for Halloween three. So Yeah. There you go. See how it works? Yeah. I do. So they they walk through the they take this tour of the ma- of the mass factory and Ellie sees her dad's car there being guarded by some 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 of these robots we don't know they're robots yet but some of these guys dressed in suits oh i ruined it for everybody yeah spoilers <laughs> of course we're going through the whole movie so um they go back to the hotel and they, they want to call some people because now they've like they've they've got some evidence they've got his car there yeah uh and the phones don't work they can't dial out they can't dial anybody they can't dial 911 nothing works all of a sudden in the town mm-hmm. um also little bit of trivia going back a little bit but uh when they first get into the town over the loudspeaker a voice comes over and says that the curfew starting at six o'clock mm-hmm. that voice was jamie lee curtis so she was actually in this movie as well look at you bringing up the that? trivia yeah what about that so she was in all three movies up to this point um and she was kind of wow. like todd was saying there was also the commercial for the halloween movies and i guess she was probably in that a little bit too wasn't she yeah, she's in. The, uh, she makes it an appearance in one of the clips uh, while they're waiting for the commercial to come on. They're watching the the uh, movie, 
there's the Halloween there's, movie. Yeah, there's a clip from the movie where she's running down the street. Yeah. Um. So while do- Doctor Don, Doctor Dan, is trying to call out, uh, Ellie gets kidnapped mm-hmm. by the men in suits, taken to the factory, and taken to the factory. Doctor Dan, a noble man, per- goes goes in pursuit of them. He's going to chase them down. He's going to rescue the damsel in distress, figure out what the heck's going on here. Mm-hmm. So he breaks into the factory and discovers the men in suit are, in fact, androids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Created by Connell Cochran. Yeah. This is when the movie went off <laughs> the rail for me, officially. Well, Connell Cochran is your very rare master of science and sorcery. And uh, he really had some. Th- he had some irons in the fire. I'll say that <laughs> he was. He dabbled in a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's creating androids. Yeah, that become his evil henchmen. I believe he's a collector of androids too, because he had one from uh, ger- uh, a German android from the 1700s, like a Clockworks android, right? That right. disturbed Doctor Dan. Yeah, and so then he reveals. His plan to sacrifice children yeah. who are wearing the masks. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the, and then they give a demonstration. Yes. With little, little. Oh, little buddy. Little buddy. Yeah. yeah. Poor little buddy, man. So, can I just jump in and and explain this plot and this mask as I yes. understand it? The science behind how the masks work. Yes, exactly. Yes, I want, okay. I, I would love to hear this. Yes. So, from what I understand. There is a computer chip in the back of the mask, mm-hmm. uh, magically enhanced with Stonehenge dust, right? Uh, using a, a a slab of Stonehenge that was successfully stolen, yes. shipped to America, and presumably moved by train across the country to California in complete secrecy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And this magic not very easy to do that these days. No, it's not. No, no. And this uh, computer chip fires a laser from a mask into children's brains. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's where it gets a little tricky. I believe opens a portal inside their head. Whoa! Which, uh, with amazing accuracy, transports only bugs and <laughs> snakes. <laughs> From some unknown location, and for what purpose, I'm not sure, into their skull. Yeah. Would we say I that's got it. Is that how it works? Yeah. We mock we mock what we don't understand. <laughs> I'm not mocking. I'm trying to figure out the science. And <laughs> Connell Cochran is a very ingenious man. Hey, man, yeah. it's Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Microchips containing a fragment of Stonehenge activated by a signal put off by those commercials. Yes, I forgot the I forgot activated activated by the commercial. Yeah, it's a very important yes, part. We've been building up to it. Turn, 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 <laughs> yeah. turn, turn. Uh I feel like a more fail uh failsafe uh, way to do this would to just since you've got this technology is just to put an on-off switch that you right. could, you know, trigger from your headquarters rather than, you know, rely on right. the commercial. Maybe a huge red button of some kind you can just push. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind that there are four time zones across the country. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that this movie would presumably be 
played in at least two different uh, times. So, you know, if it happened to one half of the country, you could easily stop it on the other. But what? who am I to question? Don't, don't question Connell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's how the mask works. It sounds good to me. Yeah. And uh, so poor, we, we the first time we see the ma- mask used or work is uh, on poor little buddy mm. right there in front of his parents. Yeah. And he just gets again, he just gets lasered right in the face. Again, the reaction to this is yeah. uh, a little subdued. <laughs> uh, you see your 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 kid's head turned into mush, and uh, bugs and snakes come out, and and yep. they're, they're oh, no, buddy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm getting ready to ask you since you do understand the science. I'm getting ready to ask you a question okay. about it as as we uh, move further along because right. Dr. Dan escapes through the ventilation shaft after he uh, after he he's he's being held in a room uh, monitored by a camera. They put one of the masks on him, so when they I guess when they hit the signal or whatever, um, they've got a TV in there and he's he's going to get laser brain too. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he manages to work free of his restraints. Uh, throws the mask up on the camera, which I heard took forty something takes for oh, him to do. Oh yeah, I, and I wrote down like that's uh, like how good was Doctor Dan? One yeah. flick of the wrist, <laughs> he had one shot at it. Apparently, the the director um, did it, like sat in the chair and did it, and did it on the first try <laughs> to show to show Doctor Dan how to do it, and it took Atkins. 40 something attempts to get it. Yeah, that was that's freakish if the yeah. director did it on the first go. That's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. A lot of pressure on Atkins after he sees <laughs> right. do it in one one take. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he escapes, uh rescues Ellie, uh who's been kidnapped. Then he gets a box full of these chips. Now this is where this is where I don't I don't I don't understand how this works. <laughs> yeah. He gets a box of these chips overhead. And uh-huh. he dumps them yeah. onto the onto the androids, and for some reason they weren't working on him when he had them in the box, but when he dumped them, <laughs> yeah, then they started working because yeah, the commercial was playing because right. Buddy's already had it. Yeah, I, I th- from what I can gather, um, cardboard is a block to okay. the, the signal sent by okay. the. Uh, Okay. By the commercial, so um, okay, yeah. As long as as if if your mask was in a cardboard box or or you were that you had a cardboard barrier between yourself and the television, right? I think you were okay. Then everybody's safe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that well, okay, that clears it up. Um. So they 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 foil the plans of well, no, they don't foil the plans. They escape the factory mm-hmm. by being able to dump these chips on these robots, and they get away. Well, hold but, okay. Well, hold on now. Yeah. All right. So we see when that happens. First of all, Doctor Dan is somehow a uh, an expert on their equipment, right? Because he right. he like is punching buttons on their stuff. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, Connell did give him a tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he dumps the things out, and they all they all it kills all the robots and but also start some kind of chain reaction that there is absolutely no explanation for of like the, the big circle around the TVs and then Stonehenge slab shoots 
a beam from the Stonehenge rock to the the circle of televisions and right. catches Connell in and it kills Connell Cochran, right? Yes. Uh, so he manages yeah. to do that somehow. And uh, by the way, Connell gave us uh, uh, his motivation for doing all this. Did you catch that? <laughs> no, please tell me. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I caught it, but. He likes jokes. And this is the best ever joke. A joke on the children. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So he, you know, he 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 he, he uh, spent his life, and he's from like you know, I guess ancient Ireland or something, and and right. he's part of this cabal of of witches and warlocks, I guess. Uh, so, but also he, he's got this love of novelties that he's, you know, he made his fortune on and, and likes his jokes. And, uh, yeah. So he said, this is the best ever joke, a joke on the children. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. Oh oh my gosh. Then he goes on to say, but there's a better reason. You don't really know how you don't really know much about Halloween. You thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it was, it was the start of the year of our old Celtic lands. And then he goes into a whole <laughs> yeah. diatribe about uh, why he's wanting to kill all these kids by putting snakes into their heads with lasers. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't need much of a reason, I don't think. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so they're leaving. Yeah, him we and think, him and Ellie get out of there. Him and Ellie are gone, and we think everything's good, and they're gonna stop like, the they're commercial. Gonna escape anyway. Yeah, and all I gotta do is stop the commercial, and then Ellie attacks Doctor Dan. Yes, yes, she does. And Ellie is an android. Yeah, yeah. So. so, do we think Ellie's always been an android, or did they replace her with an android? I now, Todd. So, what do you think? I I believe I was under the impression that they had switched her out with an android after they abducted her. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, if, if Dan was really Dan was really going <laughs> going down like that, I think you might have noticed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Connell's Connell craftsmanship. Realistic, is, yeah. Connell's realistic crap. androids. Now, that's what that's what he was known as in the old country. <laughs> yeah. Crafty Connell. So suddenly, right, uh, Ellie attacks him in the car uh, without provocation, just all of a sudden flips and starts to take him out. Yeah. Now, obviously, the question is, because Ellie was with Dan the whole time, he was ruining Con- all of Connell's plans and killing Connell and <laughs> destroying all the robots and blowing the mm-hmm. whole thing up. Why did she allow him to do that? She was right by his side the entire time. Maybe she had become self-aware and didn't <laughs> want didn't want to be Connell's slave. Yeah, right. So she let Dan do the, all the hard work, and then when she got out, it's like, yeah, okay, now okay. it's time to go on a murder spree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just uh, kind of wanted no master. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let Dan kill Connell, and then I'm killing Dan, and I'm on my right. own. Okay, <laughs> then I'm, I mean, I'm out. I'm out of the game. All right. Um. So uh, Dan crashes the car and then decapitates her with a tire iron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the decapitated body uh, yeah. makes a comeback along with right. uh, the hand, the, the uh, severed arm also mm-hmm. gives it a shot. She's, yeah. she's, pres- Android Ellie is persistent. She is. She, she knows what she wants. 
Um, he gets away, makes it on foot to a gas station, and phones the television stations to tell them of this attempt this uh, of playing a joke on the children by Kamala. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the gas station where it all started with our friend yeah. Walton. Right. Who took right. Uh, Mr. Grimbridge to the hospital. Yes, so he persuades them. He, he gets on the phone. He's screaming at the, <laughs> yeah. the television executives. Uh-huh. Shut it down. Shut it down. Take it off. And he gets it off of two of the channels, but the third one, not in time. Yeah, and by the and way... That's, that's because it was Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I don't know who he can get on the phone where, that, uh, where he's just talking to one person and, and they're yeah, controlling, immediately. You know, yeah. controlling all three stations. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, kids show up. For some reason... Children show up to trick or treat the uh, gas station. The old gas station. I guess yeah. everybody heard that Walton's got the goods at, at his gas station. I don't know, yeah. but and then they just walk in and start watching the show, and they're wearing the silver shamrock masks. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Dan is all about saving the many and not the right. few. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because he uh, he ain't turning that TV off or jerking any masks off at all. <laughs> no. He's going to sit there and watch them burn. This kid comes up and plants himself directly in front of the TV and and keeps flipping. <laughs> and when one will go off, the kid flips the channel. Yeah. And, and they, they, there's the burp, 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 burp. It's on another channel. And then that one goes off. And the kid flips the channel again. And burp, 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 burp. So it's going to his kid. The his head's about to be get lasered and turned into snakes and bugs at any second. <laughs> and Doctor Dan is not worried about it. No, he ain't turning the TV off. <laughs> He's not making a move for the kid's yeah. head or face. It doesn't even bother to say, "Hey, kid." Uh, yeah, no, you need to clear <laughs> out. You need to take that mask off. Nothing. Just gonna watch the whole thing burn. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the 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 third commercial doesn't get taken off, and Dan loses his. Yes, he does his ass. Turn it off! Stop it! Stop it! Turn it off! He screams into the phone, and, which I read was, and Todd, maybe you can back this up because I've never seen it, but I, I heard it was in homage to a scene in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. Yeah. Does that yeah. ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he—you got to give it—you got to give it to Doctor Dan, though. There at the end, you—he was quite frantic. He was, you know, you could feel, you could feel the pain. Oh man, that he was—he didn't phone it in on that. He's thinking, even though he's a bad dad, I mean, he's still thinking of his kids, I guess, to some yeah. extent. So I'm just saying, and his kids know, are watching Channel Three. You know, there's no <laughs> doubt. Cut to black, and that's that's the that's it. We don't know that's what happened. Home. That's the that's the season of the witch, everybody. <laughs> we're we're left basically. Yeah, you all up. We're left to believe <laughs> that uh, the third commercial probably did its business, and and many children were were killed. Yep, but we'll never know. Got to think. You got to think though. Several kids didn't have the wherewithal to get up and turn the channel. Mm-hmm. And and probably several kids may have been blocked by some type of cardboard. Yeah, we can hope there was some cardboard interference there. <laughs> yeah. Some areas of the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say it's highly likely. Todd, I have a question for you. And you're, Here we go. you're bound to tell the truth, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Did you watch this movie uh, 
between telling us to watch it and and this podcast. Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. All right. I'm surprised. I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. <laughs> I watched it several times back in the 80s. I mean, I probably went to see it at the theater a couple times. Um, you know, I knew I knew that Michael Myers wasn't in it and I was pulled in by its intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I think if you look if you were to watch all three of those, the first three back to back to back, I think you would feel like they were all maybe shot at the same time. Um, especially the second and the third one, you know, the first one, maybe not so much cause it was a few years before, but two and three, even though the subject matter is a little different, it just, you know, you had, a, you had a similar crew and similar locations and things like that. And it, it feels like it's just, kind of a you know a bookend maybe i think for it alan any broad strokes thoughts on this thing um broad strokes uh, sorry todd i thought it was pretty awful oh <laughs> uh, that's that's it, your first time seeing it though right it was, it, I, I saw it back when i was uh, a kid and made it a, i realized it wasn't a michael myers movie and didn't i don't even think i finished it um, so first time all the way through. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and also I was surprised that you said, um, Carpenter did the soundtrack for it. Yeah. Cause I didn't like the soundtrack either. Well, the London bridge is falling down. Didn't help, uh, the soundtrack right. for me. But let's at face all. It, it did its job and that it was, did, yeah, it's in there. It's in, it's, it's implanted. And I think that's and uh, and a little trivia the uh, the voice of the guy. Hey kid, it's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. That's the director, Tommy Lee Wall. I wondered. I, I I was guessing it was either him or Carpenter. Yeah, I thought it was a good attempt at try, at trying to do something different to bring in the old style of doing horror with some new age like computers and that kind of thing, which were, which were starting to come around at this, this time. I appreciated the attempt, man. I just thought some of that stuff was pretty <laughs> lame. <laughs> I have to say, I was very, very glad that it wasn't hardcore horror. Um, and I was very stoked that it wasn't, uh, the greasy strangler by any stretch. It was very <laughs> easy to watch. This was very easy to watch. Yeah, and I wrote down that the dialogue and the direction weren't terrible. Like I thought, like both were, you know, pretty decent. Yeah, like, uh, yep. you know, technically this thing is is pretty solid, uh, and I do think the dialogue was was pretty good. The uh, there's some major plot holes that I, personally I enjoyed, and I got a you know I I had fun with it um, and talking yeah. about it. Um, yeah, but you know it it's not awful and i mean in some ways it is in some ways it is but like i said it was an easy watch which i really appreciated see that's what i do for you does that's are you are you heartbroken right now or you, you do have we just crushed you 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 felt like you know you picked this and you you wanted us to love it i mean what what were your expectations here oh i think you all really did like it <laughs> you're just not telling me the truth <laughs> You know, I mean that's the thing. You can I say definitely you enjoyed it. it. I had fun watching. Yeah, it. I agree. Uh, 
I, that's a danger with 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 Force Watch now. It I is. mean, you know, if you're gonna put up something that you know, you, it could it could possibly get you know picked on yep. a little bit. Because we are gonna just dissect the heck out of these things, and since you win every week, you be careful. <laughs> that's right. Hey, I, I, you know me. I'm gonna swing for the fence every time, and I'm, <laughs> I don't I don't care who's pitching. Well, <laughs> speaking of, let's play another round. Yeah, let's play some games. All right, so we gambled on box office take for Blade Runner. I can get into Blade Runner if you guys want me to, but we will be another 20 minutes. <laughs> Alan Sock, can you, can you do broad strokes for us? Yes, I, I can do some pretty broad strokes. I, it's one of the more miserable movies I've ever made myself sit through. Wow. From beginning to end. It is long and it feels longer. We went in there at 1230 in the afternoon to watch it. It's almost three hours. I honestly expected the thing. I honestly expected to be dark outside when I got out. (laughs) It felt like I was in there all (laughs) freaking day. Yeah, that's not good. No, it is every, not every scene, every shot in every scene goes on about 20 seconds too long. Mm -hmm. This thing lingers forever. And then... You don't get. I don't know what's happening. Todd, you okay? <laughs> I think yeah. it was a sneeze. <laughs> okay. Sorry. And then you you spend all this time with these characters for two and a half to three hours, and you don't get any resolution on any of them. The movie doesn't end. You spend three hours in a movie that does not end. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating. It dr- it drives me crazy. It's very artsy, which, uh, the, uh, Todd, I believe on the last podcast, you said that director is kind of known for uh, being sort of artsy and in, in, in how he yeah. does movies. Well, he, he really went for it. Like the filters he uses on this thing, everything is so yellow or so blue or like it's crazy. It's... It, I don't know. I, I think visually people will probably get into it. I can't see how you would like the story. Like, it's mm-hmm. so frustrating. But there are some that do. So, I mean, it had a great tomato score. So, I may be in the minority on that. But I, I really would like for somebody to explain to me how this is good. So, before we uh, – and maybe I'm about to spring the news here. But, but um, as we're going to announce who won uh, – this round of Force Watch. Can I point out that I believe the projected uh, box office for opening weekend of Blade Runner was 100 million. I'm pretty sure I saw that. That that was oh the, really the projection. Yes. Yeah, I didn't see anything. So can I point out the fact that Todd Sheen is better than the industry is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we've established that. Like we have a strong enough sample size now to where we could definitively say. Todd is better at this than they are. I mean, when are we ever going to get to pick movies, Alan? I don't know. You're over here Bob Barker and everybody and still can't win. (laughs) (laughs) And trust me, there's no, I'm not stopping now. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so I guessed, uh, I think, Todd, you started out the bidding. No. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he'd won. He actually didn't win for a change, and we got to do Cobra. Uh, so Todd started out at 33. I went 42. Scott, you said 37. 
Todd was within two million dollars <laughs> of what it hit. It's ridiculous. It was thirty-one and a half. He said thirty-three. It was thirty-one and a half million dollars. So Todd, I wins. think it actually. And you know what? It's funny they adjusted that because it's actually it brought in thirty-two point eight opening weekend. <laughs> Not even satisfied with being within two. He wants to be within well, now two hundred. 200,000, I can I can handle that. So, uh, everybody, Todd wins again. So, Todd, hey, what? But you know what? <laughs> what are you forcing us to watch this time? Well, let's see. You know what? Um, golly. I've, I've made it a point in the past to try to, you know, throw some crazy, greasy stuff. Oh. Sometimes, and I'm not going to do that this time. I'm not, but I am. You know, since it is since it is uh, October, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw uh, Phantasm out there. Half me. 1979 <laughs> film. <laughs> That's four horror movies Scott has to watch. Good gosh, <laughs> for the podcast, Phantasm. Hey. Let me... <laughs> Let me just oh say this. Gosh. You'll be glad. You'll be glad. I can guarantee. <laughs> almost guarantee that I will not. I feel bad for how happy that makes me. <laughs> Man, I'm barking oh. the heck out of you all. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, we got a couple movies that open up uh, this week. So do you all want to gamble on Geostorm? Oh, the snowman. <laughs> Geostorm. I'm voting for Geostorm. The snowman has the worst trailer I've ever seen, ever. ever. Oh, wow. Yes. And it's got a decent cast, like Fastbender and. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, but the trailer is awful. Geostorm. Oh, huh? yeah, but yeah, we can go Geostorm because. Well, I, I don't even. I've never even heard of Geostorm. It's the one good, where the uh, government can control the weather, but somebody <laughs> somebody hacks the computer system to do it. Uh, and you so, know what's funny is you all are laughing. You're laughing about uh, about Halloween three, and then you then you, <laughs> then you throw that out. <laughs> we're not saying we like it, and we're not saying you have to watch it either. No, <laughs> um, we're just gonna bet on it. Yeah. So all right. So Geostorm, it is. Yeah, and Todd. Uh, we Wait, man! Don't I get don't I get to pick anything anymore? You get to pick. <laughs> <laughs> you get to tell us whether we're doing box office or uh, tomatoes <laughs> the first weekend. Well, you know, it's hard. It, it's going to be really hard for me on this one. And I guess you all don't care, but uh, <laughs> no, no, we don't. Whatever no. is the hardest for you. I don't know anything about Geostorm. I haven't heard a single thing about Geostorm. Yep, Gerard Butler, right? Uh, Stop giving the info. Dean Devlin directed. <laughs> Stop got, looking it up. Uh, <laughs> just go. For, tell us, first of all, tell us Rotten Tomatoes or okay. Box Office. Uh, hey, it's got 7 out of 10 on Mother IMDb. <laughs> and 88% of Google users like the movie. Yeah. Sweet. So here we go. Uh, well, hmm, so I've got to pick. I've got to pick. What what you want us to bet on? 
Good grief. Opening box office, tomatoes, meta score. What are we what are we doing? Hmm. Uh crud. You're not and it's against the rules to look at info before we do this. <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna start questioning whether he has some <laughs> source. Yeah. Well, okay, Bob. I'll uh... <laughs> I don't trust me. I don't feel bad about that at all. I bet you've got. You've probably even got that. You probably got the ringtone of that game from uh, Price is Right, where the little uh, the little mountain guys going up to the top. I do. It's my one of my faves, actually. I really do like that noise. I used to like it. Um, okay, I'm gonna say. Let's just do. Uh, just do box office. Okay. Of course. <laughs> and you go first because you are the winner. Yep. What else? And so you said uh, no. Geostorm and, and no. what's the other We story? don't. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the snowman. <laughs> the old snowman. Anything else starting? It's just those two. Um, I think there's others. Those are the big ones. Oh my gosh! Okay. Um. Well, let's see here. Hey, um, Blade Runner. No. Made fifteen point one, and say it's a number. Week. <laughs> say a number. <laughs> Yeehaw. Um. Let's see here. Uh, okay, I'm going to say, I don't even know why I'm saying this because Scott's just going to, you know, be within two million of it anyway, probably. So, uh, I'm going to say. Boo to a Medea Halloween also open. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you right now, that's going to be the number one box office thing. <laughs> uh, it's Halloween, man. Nobody goes to see Geostorms in October. Come on. Um. All right, I'm going to say, gosh, Medea's going to take some of that cash, you know. Um, let's see here. I'm going to say, oh my gosh. 17. 17 million. All right, Scott. I got to go second. You, you finished second in the contest because you bet 37 oh. and I bet 42. Damn, any cricket. Um, didn't think about that, did you? Well, Alan, I'm gonna, I'm hoping you know how to play this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go 16 million. I'm going 18. Bingo! <laughs> hey, guess what? I I was I had my fingers crossed, <laughs> and I'm going. Look, I'm, it's I'm gonna be 17. Mind. It's gonna be 17. <laughs> it will. It'll be dead on it. <laughs> We can barker you all we want to, and it, you're going to win. To the penny, it'll be $17 million. <laughs> We formed an alliance, Todd. You've won too much. <laughs> well, you know what happens when people <laughs> get upset and people get greedy. <laughs> <laughs> they start picking Phantasm as the Force Watch movie. you got to win a couple times to be greedy. That's true. Well, All yeah. right, boys. 
yes, just go watch. I can't remember which trailer I saw for the snowman, but my gosh, it could not have been any more. Every single serial killer movie, mm, yeah, cliche line true, or yeah. setup or whatever was what they put it in this trailer, and it's like, holy crap! If that's what they're advertising this as, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen like a two minute job yet. Yeah, it, it's worth taking the time to go look at once so you can just laugh all the way through it and also is there a more inanimate object that's less threatening than a snowman why are we scared of that <laughs> jack frost man <laughs> i guess hey did you did you did you see uh, <laughs> did you see the casts uh the cast of the snowman you know, did, did you see fastbender's character's name no in the oh, snowman i'm sure it's terrible just, just, just look, it, look up. it up. I'm looking it up right now. Go to IMDb. And Fastbender is called. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Don't say it. Oh. <laughs> I want to let you say it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. <laughs> you can tell it's like when that makes me laugh that hard. <laughs> What are they thinking? What are they thinking? Is that from? It's a... just gonna be so bad. <laughs> I've got to go see it because it's gonna be ridiculously awful. Harry, oh Hall. my gosh, Harry, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, this thing has Fastbender, Val Kilmer, J.K. Simmons. Like, it's got a good cast. Val is in it. Yes, that'll be interesting to see what what current state Val's in. He plays Gert Rafto. <laughs> oh, I love classic <laughs> Gert Rafto. Yeah, I might have to go see uh, old Harry Hole try to find the <laughs> snowman. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta know where the snow is. Five and a half <laughs> out of ten. Yeah, does that's got to be uh, does man, G- you? Geostorm seven out of ten. Whoa, my eighteen million might be looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and Boo Two is gonna own. Yeah, it's gonna it's, own the box office, man. True. Yep, we got Jigsaw next weekend. That's gonna I always that alone. That alone, it uh, that weekend definitely. I always get to the point of these podcasts and forget that we're still recording. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Uh, Todd, did you say the first Phantasm, or did you say some sequel? The first, the first Phantasm. It's um, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, I hate you all pretty good right now. Get ready. (laughs) I mean, four flipping horror movies. Yes, sir. We just came off of Halloween three. Thank, thank you, seriously, that that wasn't like. (laughs) I mean, that, that was tame. For some horror. Well, you know what? For every minute that you're squirming in your seat, think about how many millions of dollars separated you are from your opponent. And then <laughs> just know. Oh, That's all I'm it saying. It was a preemptive punishment for, for the barkering he knew he was gonna get. Uh if if Todd wins this one, if he if he yeah. if it hits seventeen million, then I'm sorry, we're shutting it down. Yeah, we're shutting it down. It's over. We're, Force watch is no more. Yeah. We'll just have Todd just pick movies for us to watch <laughs> every week. We'll, we'll just why take we, turns. Why don't we just do that, <laughs> don't we just do that anyway? <laughs> oh, 
Oh gosh. Uh, okay, just for the listeners, just to review, um, Force Watch, we're doing Phantasm, and then for the, the Halloween episode, where we're going to do three movies that we're going to talk about. Uh, it's The Birds, uh, Fright Night, and The Strangers. So, I used to like October. <laughs> it used to be my favorite month. <laughs> oh, every until this podcast ruined it for you. Everybody get to watching. We got a lot of watching to do here, friends. <laughs> yeah. Let's shut it down. Uh, didn't say it on the last one. I want to be sure to say it on this episode. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you for sharing on your social medias. Please be sure to give us a rating on iTunes. Leave a review if you were so inclined. Don't forget. Helps that, us out. Yep. Don't forget that yep. uh, if you leave a review, um, as soon as we get to 20, we're – uh, drawing a name to win a Space Cops t-shirt, so go ahead and get in on that now. There's something in it for us and you. That's what we like to do. So uh, Appreciate you guys doing that. So for uh, Scott Stafford, for Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to watch some a lot of movies. Walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movies And I know that Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally Scott Stafford's with us today. Say hi, Scott. Konnichiwa. Also joining us, Todd Sheen. Say hi, Todd. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I was waiting for the cue. I'm sorry. (laughs) Your name, I think, was the cue. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All right. Take five. <laughs>